0: Welcome to NFL Live, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. We start the show today with breaking news. Glad you're with us. And we go right to Adam Schefter for all the latest. Adam, what can you tell us?
1: Laura, moments ago, the San Francisco 49ers and Nick Bosa reached agreement on a five-year, $170 million deal that includes $122.5 million guaranteed. It makes Bosa the highest-paid defensive player in NFL history. And the two sides get the deal done in time for Bosa to report and play Sunday in Pittsburgh against the Steelers. Now, here's the inside scoop behind the deal, the deal behind the deal. As of this morning, I was told there was, quote-unquote, huge gaps between the two sides. But clearly the 49ers had an offer on the table that was so great That was so lucrative that I'm going to guess here that Nick Bosa wanted to come in and get this deal done and wanted to play. And however the deal got worked out this afternoon, it is enough to make him the new highest paid defensive player in NFL history at a time where Chris Jones is awaiting a deal from the Kansas City Chiefs at a time when Brian Burns is awaiting a deal from the Carolina Panthers. And there you see some of the numbers and some of the comparisons in terms of average per year. I believe that would make Nick Bosa the highest paid non-quarterback in NFL history. So a huge deal for Nick Bosa, who now gets tied to San Francisco for years to come. And this caught Kyle Shanahan so much by surprise that he was meeting the media moments ago, and he thought he was about to tell them, I have nothing new to report, no new developments with Nick Bosa, only to find out that seconds ago, The deal had been agreed to, and Nick Bosa will be reporting back to work shortly.
0: Uh, Adam, just in the nick of time, are we doing that? Do we feel good (laughs) about that? (laughs) <laughs> anyway why not amazing right uh, just in time he's going to be out there on the field and once again markets reset right Dan Orlovsky Andrew Hawkins here the former NFL okay. <laughs> is going to be with us all season long he's joining Thanks. our NFL live team We're so glad to have you Marcus Spears will be with us a little bit later on yes, we'll my. get into a little bit more on Hawk later but let's start with this breaking news Dan what do you think this means not only for the 49ers but even bigger picture this position in football
2: Well, Michael Parsons has got to be ecstatic seeing those numbers. (laughs) I think the urgency of the situation for San Francisco started to show itself. They know what kind of football team they have. They have now the highest paid defensive end in football. They have one of the highest paid offensive tackles, one of the highest paid running backs, one of the highest paid wide receivers, one of the highest paid defensive tackles, one of the highest paid linebackers. This is an absolutely stacked roster. And to... Know the urgency, the expectation of this season. Since Nick Bosa has come to the 49ers, they haven't been outside the top five in defense. Mm. That mm. speaks to his impact.
3: Absolutely. And, and to your point, Dan, I mean, this is how the San Francisco 49ers have been so good. With yeah, right. a QB situation that has been as tumultuous as any quarterback room <laughs> right, in sure. the league and still – they sit atop the NFL because they understand this is a a team built by committee. Everything makes it, and and Bosa has been a huge reason why they have still been able to be Super Bowl contenders in every season, year in, and year out, and now they make him the highest-paid defensive player of all time and is well-deserved.
0: Yeah, when you look to this week, Dan, you think about him facing off against the Steelers and the Steelers' offense, some of us are excited about. You know, now he's coming in, he's going to be on the field. What type of impact does he immediately make? It's probably hard to even put it into words
2: tremendous impact One, he's going to be in ready to play shape as possible without actually playing because of his reputation we talked about it a little bit yesterday with the interior the defensive tackles Armstead and Hargrave who's come over from Philly and the question in this matchup game wise and Mina brought it up was really him versus one of those two tackles now if you're San Francisco you're like we've got our our horses we've got our dogs that can go against you know an offensive line that still has question marks The on-field experiment or the the on-field question mark is now going to be how does Matt Canada, who there's a lot of pressure on the offensive coordinator for Pittsburgh, Mm -hmm. how does he handle? When you go into a game like this and you've got to prepare for, all right, they have a dominant defensive tackle in Armstead. They have another dominant defensive tackle in Hargrave. And then they have a dominant defensive end in Bosa. You sit there and go, how am I, if they don't in Pittsburgh be really efficient on first and second down, Yeah, their offensive line is going to get mauled.
0: You know, Hawk, I, I don't think any of us really thought this wasn't going to get done eventually, but the fact that right. it gets done just in time for the season to start, where does that put the 49ers for you? Does it make you feel even more confident about them than you already did?
3: Absolutely. I mean, we have a lot of questions about what Brock Purdy right. does in this season, right? Yeah. And one of those questions for the 49ers, a big one about Bosa and getting him squared away with the contract, has now been answered. And to Dan's point, you've got to realize, T- players understand this going into these games. Every game means so much. So for the Pittsburgh Steelers, mm. for Kenny Pickett, for Matt Canada, for all these players that are going to this game and understand there's a hope right. that Bosa, one of the best defensive players in the league, isn't playing, you're excited. Now this news that the deal gets yeah. done. They won't come out there and say it, but it does let the wind out of their cell a little bit. I,
2: I do think it'll be interesting just to see, you know, their new defensive coordinator in San Francisco, Steve Wilks, yeah. hasn't had – this group on the field. Mm -hmm. And I know like we could draw stuff up on paper of this is where we'll put Bosa, this is where we'll put Hargrave, but those guys haven't had the chance to actually do that just yet. So Pittsburgh might have a little bit of an advantage of that as it's going to take time for those guys to at least get some type of continuity going. I'm not trying to make this like they're not going to be able to show up and play good football, Mm. but I do think that it'll be interesting to see how Quickly, Steve Wilkes gets a feel for how they all kind of go together defensive line-wise.
0: Yeah, this is expected to be one of the closest games of week one. The 49ers are two-point favorite, according to ESPN Analytics. I'll be interested to see if the line moves at all with this Bosa news. Now we know for sure Sure. it'll be out there. Adam, there's a lot more to get to, okay? Some top stories. Now with Bosa getting the deal done, how does that impact Chris Jones?
1: Well, Chris Jones obviously is waiting to see some of these numbers, but he and the Chiefs have been at a crossroads. Now, I want to say this. The 49ers and Nick Bosa had little hope this morning that a deal was going to get done. And it got done. And the Chiefs and Chris Jones have had little hope a deal is going to get done. But the Chiefs play tomorrow night. And Chris Jones says if they get a deal worked out in the next 24 hours, he'll be able to play in the game. That's what he thinks. That he. That's what he believes. But the two sides have not been close recently about getting a deal done. Meanwhile, the Kansas City Chiefs are listing their tight end, Travis Kelsey, who hurt his knee during practice yesterday as questionable for tomorrow night's game. They're not ruling out the fact that he could be back. They just don't know yet. They're not ready to make a decision. He suffered a bone bruise in his knee. Fortunately for Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs, his ligaments were intact. The x-rays came back negative there. That was the encouraging news. Now we'll see whether he can play through a painful bone bruise to make it back out there in time for the Thursday night opener against the Chiefs, Laura.
0: Yeah, you know, when you think about the Lions taking on the Chiefs in that game, they're probably over there thinking, all right, maybe Kelsey can be conservative here. We don't have to deal with him. Thanks to Adam. All the latest more on his breaking news a little bit later on. But let's talk a little bit more about Travis Kelsey, because his brother Jason is in the media in some capacity. And he said this about the outlook for Travis to play tomorrow. I mean, sounds a little optimistic as Marcus Fierce joins the party here. So I do. Uh, Jason is not a doctor, though, okay? <laughs> Let's live in a world where Kelsey isn't there. What can we expect from backup tight end Noah Gray?
4: Yeah, look, he, first of all, he's an athletic tight end that they've used in different positions before. And you know with the creativity, like we talked about yesterday, of Andy Reid, you would like to see where he would be split out. Here he's outside wide with a slant. This is play particular. They motion him across. I know it's a one-yard game, but it's showing that he's a multi-tool guy and if they are going to make up for any production from the tight end position, it'll be no great being in a in a number of different areas and we know Andy Reid and we know the way that he likes to run offense is to keep those guys moving. Sometimes two tight end system, which he may not be afforded, which he used Noah Gray with Travis Kelsey when they both were um, available. So I look forward to seeing Noah Gray. This is opportunity, potentially, to play a big role in week one. Um, And Patrick Mahomes is going to get him the football if he has some favorable matchups. He's an athletic tight end that is used to playing in this offense, and they've used him in multiple spots on the field, which I think is beneficial for the Kansas City Chiefs.
2: Yeah, so Noah Gray is, to Marcus's point, I think he's a little bit more of a traditional wide tight end, which is a little bit more of an inline blocker than he is the... You know, kind of stand up wide receiver that tra- Travis Kelsey is. I-, I think he'll be really good in understanding zone coverages and being able to find those windows. The challenge is going to be this in living in the world where Travis doesn't play, what, what happens when Detroit plays man? It- because mm-hmm. that's the Kelsey n- moment. So I don't think Noah Gray is going to be this guy that goes and whoops man coverage against th- th- Detroit's secondary, Hawk, for me. So it's like yeah. if you're Andy Reid and Matt Nagy, they're up as a coordinator and Travis doesn't play, you feel pretty good if you're going to see some zone. But once Detroit plays man, it's going to be, well, who's the guy then? Who, do, who can we turn to in those winners?
3: I, absolutely. And when you have Patrick Mahomes, the zone, to your point, isn't that much of a challenge. But totally when you're agree. looking for a man beater, that's where the receivers come in. I know we've been like morphed into thinking that for an offense, specifically the Chiefs, to be successful, the tight end has to be the person to beat mm-hmm. man. That's not the case. It's supposed to be the receivers. So, okay. who on this receiving core, and they have a deep one and a lot of receivers who are active, is going to step up. And I think it's Sky Moore. I mean, mm-hmm. beating man to man in week one would be important, even if Travis Kelsey was playing Fair with point. the chaos of the unknown. You're seeing new coordinators. People are doing things that they've tried in the offseason. Well, now that he's gone and you don't have that balance on the other side that players like Juju Smith Schuster benefited from, you have to be be able to line up and straight up beat the guy across from you. Yeah. Sky Moore has that quickness and agility to be able to do that with great separation and a quarterback with great accuracy they could definitely fill the gaps.
0: What about the weapon that Kadarius Toney is for them, in your mind?
3: Absolutely. I mean, Kadarius Toney has a, such an incredible ceiling. Mm. Sky Moore has probably the higher floor. But the questions around Kadarius is, can he stay healthy? He's a yeah. guy that's already battling back from injuries. And when you think of the long term with the Chiefs, yes. But straight up, one game, if Kadarius Toney is healthy, and you talk about separating, you're talking about Patrick Mahomes going to get the ball out quicker with no yeah. Travis Kelsey, and a guy who can make plays with the ball in his hands, KT is that guy.
2: Real quick, quick question. When it comes to of- running routes versus man coverage, mm-hmm. the number one quality that you would say is needed to get that separation?
3: I don't think there's a number one quality. I think it, it depends on the receiver. I would always tell young receivers what you're good at, be great at, right? So if when I played with a guy like Mo Sanu who was big, and when he tried to run routes like me, I would say, hey, man, that's what I do. You do what you do. Use right, your strength. Right. Use your size. Use your range. Me, I use quickness because, honestly, Dan, I don't have much else. Yeah. You know that, right? So for any receiver, yeah, it, it all size? depends on the personnel. So Sky Moore's would be what? S- quickness. Yeah, okay. quickness. Quickness, speed, combination. He could change direction yeah. faster than most DBs who are going backwards.
0: You know, listen, Travis Kelsey is probably like, Guys, I still might play. Okay, so that's still a likely possibility. Last time Kelsey missed a game due to an injury was in 2013. That was his rookie season. That's how durable he's been. All right, we got a whole lot more coming your way here on NFL Live, so keep it right with us as we get into Josh Allen and the Bills hoping to start hot against the Jets on Monday Night Football coming up September 11th. The defense they're facing is no joke. Marcus has one concern for Allen he's going to tell you about. Plus, Mac Jones is fully aware of the challenge that lies ahead against the Eagles' defense. Will his offense be up to the task? Return of the Mac, and Dan's going to tell us exactly how the Pats could get it done. NFL Live is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL and in part by Astapro Allergy, nasal allergy relief that starts working in 30 minutes.
5: We'll be right back.
6: Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza, better because it has to be.
0: Welcome back to NFL Live, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. ESPN Fantasy Football is the number one fantasy game. The season's right around the corner. It's actually tomorrow. Okay, so get your league started now at ESPN.com slash fantasy football. Just in time for the season. What? My
2: kid's got another draft tonight. Oh, I
0: love it, Dan. Cool. Uh, Breaking news. Adam Schefter, come in here and tell us the latest. Well, Laura, the
1: 49ers and Nick Bosa have reached agreement on a five-year, $170 million contract that includes $122.5 million that makes him the highest-paid defensive player in NFL history and, I believe, the highest-paid non-quarterback in NFL history. And so he had been holding out. The 49ers will rescind those fines, I'm sure. Nick Bost will be back in time to play Sunday's opener. The deal is agreed to.
0: We love it. Um, you know, it was funny, Adam. We actually were going to go to Kyle Shanahan's press conference at some point in the show. We were waiting to find out exactly what happened. And this all kind of happened at the same time. So here's what Shanahan said when that went down. Yeah, right before he hit the podium, he finds out, hey, actually, you got him. You got your best player. It's awesome. Uh, Marcus, (laughs) we were having technical issues earlier, so we didn't get your comment on this signing, but especially as a D-line guy, what do you think?
4: It is phenomenal, first of all, anytime a BMB gets paid, (laughs) Boogie. But more importantly, we talked about this, about Nick Bosa being the most important part of the 49ers' chances to win a Super Bowl. Now, in any other situation, it would be the quarterback or, or some offensive guy majority of the time. But for the San Francisco 49ers, their identity is defense. For as much as um, Kyle Shanahan is called phenomenal offense, this defense has been a true catalyst of what they've been able to do. And there has been no more important centerpiece to that than Nick Bosa. Now you have your guy back to not only create mismatches. Now him and Javon Hargrave will be on the field at the same time, along with Eric Armstead. Now the San Francisco 49ers front four is probably the most devastating front four in the NFL. And I only say probably probably because of the New York Jets and what they deploy when they step out on the field. But having Nick Bosa back for the 49ers, now they can start talking about legitimately winning a Super Bowl. Without him, I didn't think Mm. it was possible.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's how impactful this is. And you mentioned the Jets. It is between those two defenses, right? And especially those front forwards. Speaking of the Jets, the 54th season of Monday Night Football kicks off with Josh Allen and the Bills squaring off against Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. It's presented by YouTube TV. Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, Lisa Salters, John Perry are back. 8 Eastern on ABC, ESPN, ESPN Deportes and ESPN+. Peyton and Eli back for their third season on ESPN2 and ESPN+. Coverage begins with Monday Night Countdown at 6 Eastern. And Bills Josh Allen. Today Today, talking about facing that vaunted Jets defense. Here's what he said. Yeah, I mean, the defense, not the problem for the Jets, especially last season. And in two games against those Jets last year, Josh Allen struggled. He completed only 56% of wow. his passes. He had more interceptions and touchdown passes and was sacked eight times. The Bills held to 18.5 points per game in those two contests. Their fewest against any opponent last season. It's almost like, Marcus, that these Jets uh, have it all figured out against Josh Allen. They're doing something right. So <laughs> if you're Josh Allen, how concerned are you about your protection in this game?
4: I'm very concerned because not only do the Jets have four rushes that creates mismatches, they also give you different looks to create those one-on-ones. Here, it's a simple walk-up by C.J. Mosley to make that center have to pay attention to him. And you create all of these one-on-ones for these guys, especially Quentin Williams, who we know is the guy on the interior that causes the most havoc. And then you take a throwaway by a disguised look as well. The Jets have physicality, and like Josh Allen mentioned, the depth of this defensive line. So those guys are fresh going into the fourth quarter. But you see here um, how effective the Jets were at getting to the quarterback five times in week nine and three times in week 14. Listen, it's about sacks, all right? And sacks are phenomenal. It's about when you get those sacks. And on those third-long and situations is when they devastated the Bills' offense. That's why he has his hands full.
2: If you're Buffalo offensive, you got to start backwards. Where, where can we not win this game? and long, like Mark, you just talked about. So when you're trying to find ways to attack a dominant defense, it's like, where are you not great at? Well, there's two things. Number one, 12 personnel. This is the second best defense yards per play in the NFL, but not when you put two tight ends on the field. They fall at the bottom 10. That matters a little bit. And this is the second best defense when it comes to QBR, when the quarterback holds the football longer than two and a half seconds. But they're not that good when the ball comes out quickly. Now, this is all easier said than done. We're talking about one of the best defenses in football. But if you're Buffalo, Josh Allen has to get the ball out quickly. I, I, you, you cannot get the third and five, bud. If you live in third and five, you're dead. Okay? You, you're you're going to go on the road and lose. So the, you have to be in second and seven, second and eight, third and three, third and four, or first down, second down, first down. And then you drafted Dalton Kincaid in the first round. He's got to play a part. I, I don't care if it's we got we, we to gotta maybe not get as many receivers on the field as possible because mm. if you start this game thinking we got to win first down, I think you lose it. You've got to start this game thinking we can't get the third and long. Like, whatever it takes to not get the mm. third and long, that's your best
0: chance. Yeah, it's an interesting approach because you're right. Most of the time, just general thinking, win first down, you're good to go. But sure. in this case, more specific. All right, speaking of specifics, there's a great wide receiver DB matchup in yeah. this one. You've got Stefan Diggs against Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed in the mix, yep. too. What are your thoughts, Hawk?
3: Yeah, I, I, t- t- everything Dan said is spot on. But I will say this Buffalo Bills team and this Buffalo Bills offense goes as well as 14 and 17 being on the same page. Sure. And when you talked about some of those stats that you showed when they played the Jets a season ago, some of those were a couple of missed throws. They weren't on the same page. But these are two really, really good corners. And if I'm Stefan Diggs, I'm approaching both of them differently. They're both very reactive and they could run. But DJ Reed is a lot more reactive. So he is susceptible to some of the routes and double moves that Stefan Diggs just incorporates into his game. But honestly, they watch the same Instagram videos that we do. (laughs) They see you working out. They see how you run your routes. And for Sauce Gardner, who's a little less reactive because he doesn't have to be. He's a bigger corner. I'm just putting speed on him. And that's what I would implore Steph Diggs to do this game. When you go against Sauce Gardner, put your speed on. Don't worry about ticking the feet at the line of scrimmage or doing moves that are unnecessary. Because if you put the speed on him, Josh Allen... Obviously, we'll find you. It has the arm power to give you the ball and put it on you.
0: Man, you got to think. That frustrates sauce, to
3: your point. Absolutely. All
0: right, let's get to some more breaking like news. Adam, a player we've been interested in if he would be available for week one. What do you have?
1: Well, moments ago, Laura, Sean McVeigh ruled out Rams wide receiver Cooper Cup for Sunday's regular season opener against the Seattle Seahawks. Obviously, Cup has been in Minnesota visiting with a specialist to try to get some clarity and answers on his hamstring issues and the muscle problems in his lower body. He came back, and McVay said just moments ago that Cup will miss Sunday's game against the Seahawks, and he did not rule out the idea that the team even could put Cooper Cup on injured reserve, Mm. which would knock him out for at least four games. So clearly some uncertain issues with Cooper Cup that have to be unsettling. The Rams are prepared to play without him, But Cooper Cup is one of the best players in football, and not having him on Sunday obviously is a major blow to this team.
0: Yeah, it didn't feel great when he was going to see the specialists and all that. We're all cringing. I mean, Dan, if you think about this from a variety of perspectives, bad news.
2: 34 rookies on this football team. So, one, the youth. Two, the unproven aspect. Cooper Cup is by far, by far their most reliable player. Now Matthew Stafford going against a pretty good uh, Seattle defense yep. and a really good secondary, at least we believe, is going to be thrown to no. Van Jefferson and Tutu Atwell and maybe DeMarcus Robinson and Tyler Higbee. No shot. Uh, I, as much as I love Matthew and love Sean McVay, without Cooper Cup, no shot against against Seattle offensively.
3: And that's who it's tough for, right? Matt, Matt Stafford. You talked about having 30 rookies on a team. I played on a team with 30 rookies. We won one football game <laughs> Oof. The, the the entirety of the season. So with no Cooper Cup. <laughs> I've been there, Hawk. You've been there. I know you've been, I've there, been Dan. there, Bob. Brother's you had there. Dan, that sure. way. So this is, um, is going to be tough for this first game and throughout the season because also those hamstring injuries. When you're later in your career, that's why he's going to see a specialist. Yeah. They typically don't go away.
0: Go ahead, Swag.
4: Yeah, Hawk hit what's on my mind, man. I just hope this isn't something that's lingering now for Cooper Cup. These injuries have started to pile up after a phenomenal year doing the Triple Crown. But I just, you think about the Rams, and obviously they got the Super Bowl, so they, they can live off that, and that's going to carry them for a long time not only having to make the sacrifice for having those players and the financial ramifications, but the luck that the Rams have had since yeah. then man Matthew Stafford missed time Aaron Donald missed time Cooper Cup missed di- time. So when you say that they have no chance Dio, I'm with you on that and it's not like they're losing players. They're losing the players. Yeah on the yeah. football team to try to get going after that Super Bowl. It's just unfortunate man.
0: Yeah, we need top
2: heavy roster. Sorry, I mean to cut you off. But I remember Mina always pointing that out. Top heavy roster, and if you lose any of those pieces, your roster becomes so much less than in comparison to other teams.
0: Something that made our girl Mina smile today: their opponent, the Seattle Seahawks. Adam Scheffer reported that Jackson Smith and Jigba should be available Ooh. week one coming mm. off that broken wrist. He had surgery about a month ago, but should be ready to go. A great All start. right, coming up on NFL Live, the week one slate has some of the best receiver in DB head-to-head matchups. Hawks already told us about one of them. Stick around to see which one-on-one battles he's also locked into this weekend. Don't miss it. We'll
6: be right back. What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Get 60% off at babble.com slash tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight... S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
0: So much news going on today, Adam. Take it away.
1: Well, Nick Bosa, moments ago, Laura reached agreement on a five-year, $170 million contract that makes him the highest-paid defensive player in NFL history, the highest-paid non-quarterback in NFL history. And he gets the deal in time to give himself a chance to play Sunday against the Pittsburgh Steelers in the regular season opener. The 49ers were not expecting that to get done today, but it did. Cooper Cup ruled out moments ago for Sunday's game against the Seattle Seahawks. Sean McVay did not rule out the idea that the Rams could place Cup on an injured reserve, which means that they will be without Their star wide receiver for Sunday's opener in Seattle, a loss to the Rams offense, but something that they had been preparing for. Meanwhile, Chris Jones still is not in Kansas City as the Chiefs get ready to take on the Lions in Thursday night's regular season opener. He said today that if a deal gets done in the next 24 hours, he could be there in time to play, and he would be ready to play, but... It doesn't sound like today that the two sides had much hope of a deal getting done soon, although the 49ers and Nick Bosa felt the same way. Travis Kelsey, who hurt his knee at practice on Tuesday, is listed as questionable for Thursday night's regular season opener against the Lions. Had a bone bruise, said he felt fine. The x-rays were negative, no ligament damage, which was the good news. And Kelsey, who has been a workhorse, is not being ruled out of that game, would like to find a way to play against the Lions. We'll see whether he's healthy enough to go in that Thursday night opener for Kansas City.
0: Yeah, can't believe it's already here, Adam. Tomorrow, the NFL season kicks off. Hawk Hawk just goes. I need this highlight tape for the Gram. I, got,
3: I need that engagement. <laughs> we gonna put it on social media. Oh, well that is g- for sure going up. There's a better video. Yeah. Is there? Yeah, there's a better video. The next
0: for the Gram too, right?
3: The the foot ladder video. <laughs> this, this is the fastest feed This oh, is unreal. Ha ha ha, 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 dude.
0: Ha,
3: ha. If I tried that now, I would tear everything. So okay, but
0: my, that looks so easy. Go I, ahead, Dan. My
2: sons are 11, so they just started playing football and whatnot. And uh-huh. they,
3: you know, every kid in the world thinks <laughs> they're going to play pro football or whatnot. I'm going to – you guys want to see what a pro football is? <laughs> you, know you know what I love about that, Dan, is because that sounds great now, but when me and Dan first met each other when we were in the league and I went to go run, with, run routes for him, yeah. he thought I was in high school. Dan. And he was like, wow, this high school kid is quick. Is
0: that a real story? <laughs> Stop.
2: I had to take advantage of, like – People that were at least on my level. Now, he was a way better player than me, but at least, oh. at least in my eyes better just because I got made fun of so okay, much.
6: Okay, so if, if you thought
0: he was in high school, did you think <laughs> he was like a grandpa on my level. or? Yeah, yeah, no,
3: I, I know who Dan he? was. Oh Oh, he's not that much younger than me. Nah, no, right no. Nah. Okay, all right, all right. All nah. right, so
0: let's talk some top wide receiver DB matchups this week. So yeah, that's we're fast gonna fast have with us every single week. Uh, what's the first one you're watching? The two teams you played for.
3: Yeah, when I'm looking for a QB or DB receiver matches, I'm looking for good on good. And I'm starting with this game. Bengals versus Browns, a lot of people call it the Hawk Bowl. And by a lot of people, I mean just me. But we're looking at the trio of the Bengals receivers versus the trio of Browns DBs. We have Chase. We have T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Going against Denzel Ward, Greg Newsome, and Martin Emerson. Now, when you look back at this matchup over the last couple of years, The Browns have actually got the better of Joe Burrow and these Bengals. And Denzel Ward has had good, really good games. Chase has had some good games. Higgins has had some good games. But what I'm looking for in this matchup is I feel like we're going to see the most truest form of what this is going to be for years to come because with Mm -hmm. no Joe Woods as a D coordinator for the Browns, there's not going to be as much safety help. It's going to be a lot more single high with Jim Schwartz. So we're going to see what these DBs, potentially Denzel Ward, who's coming out of the concussion protocol, can do against these Bengals wideouts.
2: You know, Cleveland signed Juan Thornhill from Kansas City, one of their safeties. And, you know, Kansas City having so much experience in playing against Cincinnati, I'd just be interested to see how much, like, information sharing that he can give Mm. of, this is what we did that was really poor. I remember, I mean, two years ago maybe, where um, Kansas City, like, zero blitzed Cincinnati all the time. Joe threw for, like, 500 yards. I mean, it was was an outrageous number. And then last year it was a little bit more of, let's double team at some point. So, I find it interesting to see how much he can share of, like, this is what we did that didn't work, this is what we did that at least somewhat worked, Mm -hmm. and maybe they'll kind of implement that a little bit for Cleveland. you
0: got to think they're asking him at the very least, and he's probably offering that information up. By the way, Joe Burrow said today, I'm good to go, so... No worries about his health. How great is
3: that? I know. Mm, It feels good, especially
0: as someone like me who thinks they'll be in the Super Bowl. All right. What's up next when it comes to wide receiver DB matchups week one that you're looking out for?
3: Next one, we got DeAndre Hopkins versus Marshawn Lattimore. Now, last year, Hopkins was with the Cardinals when they played the Saints, and he went off. But Lattimore... Wasn't there. So this is going to answer a lot of questions for yeah. us in week one. Number one, DeAndre Hopkins obviously signs with the Titans, and there was a lot of debate around what value is he going to bring to this offense. Sure. Is this really going to give them the balance to get them back to form and get Derek Henry busting loose? And for Lattimore, it's going to be like, yes, the Saints need everything on defense to stop to stop Henry in the backfield. So you're going to be on this island by yourself mm-hmm. against DeAndre Hopkins, and mm-hmm. we can see both what the value is of D-Hop with Mm. the Titans, as well as what Marshawn Lattimore has made of, who's done really well against these bigger receivers in his career. I
2: I I, I was just going to say, he's notoriously had success against Mike. Yes, absolutely. Would you say that Hop and Mike are similar?
3: No, I would not say they're similar. I would, so Tom, how am I wrong? Yeah, Yeah, well, I think... Again, we talked earlier yeah. about like receivers and their attributes or characteristics that make them special. Mike is good in a lot of things, but his range, his body positioning, his ability to go get the ball yeah. is exceptional, as is DeAndre Hopkins. But where DeAndre Hopkins is a little better is – he can stop a little bit better than Mike. Okay. He can separate a little bit better than Mike. He has a little more wiggle than Mike's big body has. They're both incredible and receivers. It's just a little different flavor.
2: And you think that'll pose as an, an advantage, at least when it comes to comparison to Mike Evans for Hop? You think he can start and stop a little bit better oh, yeah. against Lattimore?
3: I, absolutely. But Lattimore is again—he's—he's—he's he's, he's got everything. Sure. I mean, if he without the games missed with the condition, mm. he's probably regarded as the best corner in the league. So. Mm. This really is an incredible matchup that we're it. looking to see what happens.
0: Dude, especially in that division, too, kind of feels like anybody's division to win. you sure, got to look out and see what's going to happen there. We'll know a lot, I think, week one, two. There's a couple of interdivision matchups in the NFC South. All right, still to come on NFL Live, Justin Herbert and Tua Tagovailoa drafted back-to-back in the 2020 NFL draft. They're going to face off week one. We'll hear from Tua, and Hawk is going to talk about what the Dolphins need to do to take it home. That's all next.
6: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
0: Welcome back to NFL Live, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Time for the DraftKings Sportsbook same game parlay. Marcus is here to make us some money, okay? Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Swagoo over under 259 and a half (laughs) passing yards.
4: Like my man Desi from Instagram say, parlay. (laughs) Under 259. Listen, I don't know if Travis Kelsey is playing. That's number Mm. one. That's the most obvious reason why I'm going to go under. And then, two, Pat has been efficient at times, still throwing for three or four touchdowns, but being under the 259 mark.
0: Yeah, I I like it. I will say at times he's had huge games in week one, that game tomorrow. Same number of passing yards for Jared Goff, over or under 259.5 yards for him in the Lions.
4: I'm going under again, Paule, because Chris Jones might not be playing. And based on the MO of the Detroit Lions, a lot of this hype has to do with the physicality at the line of scrimmage. I think they're going to try to get that run game going. It may be some big uh, play-action shots over the top for Jared Goff, but I don't think it'll be that many.
0: Okay, let's go to the defense. Aiden Hutchinson over under half a sack.
4: I'm going under half a sack. This makes me feel bad because I love Aiden Hutchinson as a player. But I think the emphasis is going to be, like Hawk and Dan talked about, getting the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands quickly. Understanding that this is probably more of a timing game than an improv game with the absence of Travis Kelsey. So I'm gonna go under 0 and a half sack for Aiden.
0: I hear you. I, I hope he gets. I hope he proves you wrong, and then he has to be on B and B on Monday. You had to give him some love.
4: I know, I know, I know. I would be okay with that. I would actually <laughs> be okay it. with it.
0: Exactly. Uh, by the way, we'll be at the Monday Night Football site on Monday. Okay, it. Tua Tugabailoa no. and Justin Herbert will always be linked after going five and six in the same draft class. They face each other this week. Here's Tua on facing the Chargers defense. Hawk, what are you watching from Tua versus the Chargers' D?
3: Yeah, I'm looking for Tua to trust the process, even before Joel Embiid made it a thing. That's what (laughs) Michael McDaniel told us in his (laughs) offense. A year ago when they played the Chargers, those corners and those DBs moved up a little, bit. they pressed, they took away the middle, and Tua got a little bit away from what he was doing. He was a little spooked. His timing was off. This week, if they do the same thing, which I suspect them to do, Tua trusted. Trust those receivers in heel and waddle. They are made and built. For press coverage.
0: Man, that offense is exciting on paper at the very least. Okay, to New England, where Mac Jones will debut in the Bill O'Brien offense against the Eagles. Here's Mac on that Eagles front. Alright, so the Patriots Dan have an OC, which is good now. Uh, what can their offense do to help Mac versus that Eagles defense?
2: I think you gotta try to run right at this defensive front. And two specific schemes are one, the Wham scheme, and then two, the trap. Now, WAM versus their five-man fronts. The premise is outside in, okay? So you got the tight end, the backside tackle, man on. The backside or frontside tight end, excuse me, tackle and tackle, you got your guys. Now I want everyone to pay attention to the interior defensive tackle. Backside center It's gonna climb up to the backer. We're gonna not leave, we're gonna leave the defensive tackle and block. The guard is gonna go up to the backer. Now watch the fullback in the backfield. This could be a fullback, a tight end, whoever. He is blocking outside in because that defensive tackle immediately penetrates in that five-man front. So the wham concept versus their five-man front, and then the trap versus their four. Now trap, front side. The guard and tackler are going to pretend to block that defensive tackle. Guard goes backside to the backer. Tackle goes frontside. We want that defensive tackle to step up field. Center goes back, and we're going to pull the backside guard and trap inside out that defensive tackle that looks to be, oh, my gosh, I'm getting double teamed frontside, bang, stumbly, and then the back. The big part is the back. You really want to teach your tailback to run up the center's backside, essentially. So, One, New England's notorious for those wham blocks, and you could do it from a bunch of different ways. And trying to take advantage of these defensive tackles that are so vertically inclined, Marcus Spears knows better than I do, of going attack mode, you want those guys to feel, oh my gosh, I'm going to make a play, and then you wham them from the outside, and when they get into four-man fronts, oh my gosh, I'm feeling going to play, and you trap them from the inside.
0: A lot more to come in this game later in the week. The Patriots did get some bad news earlier this week. Riley Reif, projected to be their starting right tackle, was placed on the IR, something to look out Matt for. Matt
3: Jones for sure. can't catch it.
2: I know, right. you really can't. <laughs> Alright, we got
0: more coming your way next. A big piece missing in Chris Jones for this Chiefs defense. They're going to have to step up to slow down Jerry golf and the lions our analysts dive back into what his absence means
2: we all know breakfast is an important part of your day but sometimes when you're traveling for business you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any you know what happens you grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely we've all been there but if you book a room at la quinta by wyndham you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods fruit eggs yogurt and waffles and really Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
6: Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business.
0: NFL Live is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and in part by Liberty Mutual Insurance. Only pay for what you need. A big day of news here on NFL Live and around the league. Let's bring Adam Schefter back in. What's the latest on Nick Bosa, Adam?
1: Well, there Nick Bosa is the new highest paid defensive player in NFL history with a five-year, $170 million extension that ties him to the 49ers through the year 2028. He's under contract for the next six years with the five-year extension, and he gets the deal done in time to be able to play Sunday's regular season opener against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Meanwhile, we don't know whether Travis Kelsey will be playing Thursday night's opener against the Detroit Lions. The Chiefs are listing him as questionable after he suffered a bone bruise on his knee during Tuesday's practice. The fact that he's got a questionable designation tells you it doesn't sound like a long-term injury, but there are questions about his availability for Thursday night's game against the Lions. And meanwhile, it doesn't look like Chris Jones will be there just yet. He and the Chiefs still don't have a deal. He's still not back with the team just yet. He said today that if a deal were to get done in the next 24 hours, he could wind up playing. The Nick Bosa 49ers deal came together very quickly, surprised both sides, I think. Maybe the Jones Chiefs deal does the same, and they get that done. But as of earlier today, it still sounded like the two sides were apart and had major differences still.
0: Yeah, Adam, you never know. I mean, we're getting closer and closer. This game is tomorrow. The season starts tomorrow. So to your point, maybe something will happen. And as Adam referenced, Chris Jones spoke today. Here's a little more about what he said. Marcus, what do you think about what
4: he said? Yeah, I was raised in a church when they say when praises go up, blessings come down. So (laughs) I'm going to praise Chris Jones for a second, okay? Listen, I I have a graphic of these new contracts that's been signed by these new defensive tackles and also what Aaron Donald is making. And guess who's been better than all these guys? Chris Jones, and I know what a lot of people say, well, he signed the contract, and, and he should honor it. Yesterday's price ain't today's price. Mm. Chris Jones should be the highest-paid D-tackle in football because he's the best D-tackle in football, and I'm sure that is that has a lot to do with what he said. And not only about being the best, it's about his impact in critical moments for the Kansas City Chiefs as well. Let's not forget how important he's been in those moments as well.
2: Y- you should go back to church so you stop swearing so much on TV. Mm.
4: Very good point. God don't like ugly, Dan.
0: Now listen. God don't (laughs) like ugly,
4: and you show ugly.
0: (laughs) Not sure, but show ugly. Uh, That's real ugly. All right. So here's the reality. It looks like they may be without him in this game. If If the Chiefs don't have Chris Jones, it probably makes more money. But how can the Lions take advantage?
2: Play against Marcus. Um, I think, <laughs>
0: one,
2: you've got to anticipate Steve Spagnuolo, the defensive coordinator for Kansas City, is going to slant the defensive line, win with surprise and speed. Yep. So gap schemes, meaning you know the power game or counter game <clears throat> where you're blocking down on one side and pulling people from the other side to take advantage because if you catch it, it's gashing runs. And I think the second thing is understanding you're going to put numbers down on the line of scrimmage or have them. So here come man coverage. And here comes the crossing route. So, the more that they can anticipate, anticipate that movement by the defensive line and then hit those crossing routes, mm. running away from
3: coverage, the best thing or best chances for their success offensively. Yeah, and, and that plays perfectly into what they do well in the pass game, which is play-action pass. Right. Mm. No quarterback had more play-action mm-hmm. touchdowns than golf a year ago. Getting that run game going opens things up on the outside for Amon Ross St. Brown and Marvin Jones, the oldest receiver in the league, which is Shout crazy. Shout-out to Marvin. Shout Marv. One of my rookies. But how have old big is plays. he? 33. That is crazy. Why is that the I mean, uh, the That's the only receiver I'm not Ross St. Young. Brown capable of being a one. Absolutely. A number one
2: wide receiver? No
3: question.
0: Hey, do you guys see that countdown? One day, three hours, like 23 seconds until the start of the we season. Made it. We're here. We made no it it's tomorrow. Made it. <laughs> What is it? you had a baby and everything.
2: It's been a lot going
4: on. The girl had a whole child before we
0: start the season. Let's go! We'll see you tomorrow as we get you ready for the 2023 NFL season. You go to church. Go to
3: church, Marcus. Go to church.
6: (laughs) What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, Spelled B A B B E L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply.